I'm singing in the rain. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Well, actually, it's afternoon, but good morning. It's half past three on a Wednesday, but for you, it's 8.35 live on a Thursday morning. <laughs> it can mean only one thing. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is House of Property, second episode, season three, hitting January hard. And um, wherever you get your podcasts, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, we are there. It is lovely to have you with us. If you're watching the video, um, it's been a long week. If you listen to the audio, <laughs> you chose the right option. Uh, I cannot do this podcast alone. I have to have my friend, co-host, colleague, and awesome estate agent, Katie the Grifter Griffin, with me. Grifter, holy smoke, my darling, it's raining cats and dogs. Mm, isn't it? And some, goodness me. So if anyone who's actually watching us and seeing us on video, you'll see that I've literally rushed in from the rain. There's no makeup going on here. My hair looks like rat's tails. And generally, that's kind of how it's been this week. So a new thing to kick off, I'm going to say to you, Martin, instead of saying, how has your week been? I'm going to say, right, rate your week. Rate your week, okay? Out of 10. Rage. Go for Rage it. Rate your week. Um, oh, eight and a half. Eight and a half. Ooh. It's been a good, a good, strong week. Eight and a half, I would go for this week. Rate your week, Grifter. I would say it has to be a nine in terms oh, wow. of how busy the market is and that how good it is coming back. But actually, it has to be a five for how overwhelmed I feel with how much I've got to do. Yes, I get and that. we I can't that. be the only ones that that feel like that because no. it, it is a busy, busy market. So we always talk, don't we, about know your numbers. And having checked my stats, mm. and bearing in mind it's the eleventh of January when we're recording this, we are only back in our first proper week after the Christmas break, which is a dim and distant memory now. And by gosh, we you know we're at ten days in, eleven days in, and we have already booked more viewings. Than we did in October, November, and December, not combined individually, but that is cracking for a January. We are well ahead in terms of our numbers. I am pleased. So I'm pleased on that front, but time and, and overwhelmed with kind of trying to get it all done, really. That's how I feel. I so, what's tips for our listeners then about getting rid of the overwhelm? How, how can we work smarter, not harder? So the feeling of overwhelm, being overwhelmed is a little bit like a glass jug of water, isn't it? You keep pouring water in and some of it comes out. But if you just keep pouring in and pouring in and pouring in, eventually that water is just going to explode and come firing over the sides. And that kind of feels a little bit like being overwhelmed. So how do you try and deal with that? I would say you have to control what you can control. So you're turning out to me and say, well, that's in your ideal little world, Martin, of rose-tinted glasses <laughs> and bubbles and all that. Um, but control what you can control. You cannot control everything in life, can you? We cannot control no. what the weather is doing in the rain. We can, But we can control, when we're talking to our sellers, we were looking to be doing a um, photo shoot this morning, but it's going to absolutely be chucking it down mm -hmm. with rain. I'd like to delay it so that we can present your property in the best fashion. We can preempt that, can't we? And we can talk about that rather than just letting it kind of happen. Yeah. We can't 
we can't control the level of inquiries that are coming in, but we can prioritise on um, those things that we'd like to do, those things that we should do and those things that we must do. Um, and prioritising those, maybe those top two or three things um, is very, very important. And I'd just like to, I'll let you come back in a second, Grifter, but what I would just like to say, I have changed one of the things that I have done in terms of organising myself this week. Like you, I started to feel a little bit overwhelmed over the weekend. Um, <laughs> it got, my new business went baboom, which is brilliant, and we love it, and it's going busy. Yeah. But I normally schedule time in a dime to be doing tasks. So I'll have my week, I'll set out what would be my best week, and I'll allocate time to be doing different tasks along the way. Um, but I needed on Sunday afternoon to just dump everything that I needed to do in a list so that I didn't wake up at three in the morning thinking about, have I done that? I'm writing it in the notepad that's next to me. Holy smoke, was this therapeutic. I literally wrote it all down at about four o'clock on Sunday afternoon. I could enjoy Sunday evening with the yeah. family and slept really well to the point that I woke up on Monday morning, rather than feeling overwhelmed and under it, I was having a run at half past five. That sounds like a, a sort of perfect kind of, um, of thing, isn't it? But I was having a run at half past five. I knew I was going to be on it. And I hit that list at half past seven. Boom, boom. But and, and I'm still working through it now. But that list is there, which is brilliant. Mm. So I have changed something to try and feel less overwhelmed. Maybe you could try that. <laughs> I, well, I like I like a Sunday afternoon list. It's quite good. I, I like that making it. it, it it's the brain dump, isn't it? It's mm. for me. I have got the good old fashioned highlighter back out this week. So when I'm making notes, I'm making sure that I've ticked it off. And if I haven't, I'm highlighting it and carrying it over to the next day. So I've fallen out of love with my remarkable. I'm back to my pen and my paper and my highlighter. And actually, that's working for me. But it's a good, encouraging start to the year. And I think that that's what we kind of need to be looking at, isn't it? So you've launched your new business, which is really super exciting. Mm. And you've been doing a couple of things that are a little bit different, haven't you? To, to As a game changer, as a like refresh, let's get out there. And I don't want to harper back to the kind of like pen and paper, but tell me what's working for you. So we... Uh... I decided that I had a once in a business opportunity to test something that you and I talk about week in, week out, and have done for years, and it's the power of social media. So I have launched an estate agency business with a website that's on its way but not launched yet, no entry on any of the property portals. Um, I have a bricks and mortar branch within a central location, but that is currently um, all wrapped with a coming soon type of message. Um, I'm in the office at the moment, but no one can see me in the window because it's completely wrapped. So I will have a website. I have, and there isn't a CRM system. I will have a website. I will have a CRM system. I will have portals, maybe. And I will um, be having the, the shop window. I haven't done any of those yet. I've purely done social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Nothing more, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And, of course, my contacts and network off the back of that. I could tell you I've been blown away with the response. I have, an I have instructions. I have market appraisals. I don't like valuation. I like market appraisals. Yeah, I, I have like market appraisals. I have inquiries coming in. I have 
business associates locally and further afield making contact saying that they will put people my way as and when they have some recommendation. I've had three recommendations already. Okay. Fabulous. It's week one and it's all through the power of social media. I don't think you get the chance to actually test social media in the pure sense ever. And I'm doing yeah. it at this moment in time. And it's very, very exciting. Mm. It's time consuming. It's hard work. It's trying to be creative. It's making sure that you don't get wrapped up with anything else and forget it. But it's working. So this is back to, like I said, the pen and paper, isn't it? The pen and paper and your smartphone, your iPhone, isn't it, really, at the end yeah. of the day? And it's it's good old-fashioned ways of a state agency, but using the digital marketing to move forward yeah yes. so that's what we have to do isn't it we have to make it easy for our potential clients our current clients and the clients who don't know they're going to use us yet um to get in touch with us to do business but not only make it easy we also have to educate them too don't we and that is really really important but i love what you're doing it's brilliant it's refreshing it's refreshing particularly to hear that you're doing this with with the power of social media and not necessarily without any large portals and that's not to say that they're not coming yeah and that you yeah, wouldn't yeah. kind of use them in the future but this is quite an interesting experiment isn't it mm. and and we'll be able to kind of provide more detail down the line on this and, and kind of how it's working for you but that you know your homes are looking fantastic that you've presented out online Obviously, it's a combination of a lot of different kind of marketing tools and tricks. We've talked about home staging previously. Um, that has kind of gone boom, hasn't it, on social media yes. as well. Um, so that's super exciting. Um, don't you heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. And we have a document for you as an estate or letting agent or a seller or a buyer um, to be able to look at, at what is the pros and cons of home staging it's not interior design it's something totally different and actually how you can get that across and get your clients to get it kind of thing so that's super super important um you were talking as well about dragon's den because you've been quite impressed haven't you with dragon's den coming back i to love the dragon's den I, I love dragon's den i find dragon's den inspiring you know how it comes out the series comes out um, Dot Martin's now finished. The traitors have now finished. Let's get into um, to um, Dragon's Den. And what I love is Deborah Mead. She's that thing with her hands, doesn't she? When she's thinking, a sort of very seductive <laughs> thing with her hands. And I'm um, um, so. Could I just interject that seduction and Deborah Mead? And I'm not sure I would put those words together. I think she's a great lady. But obviously, again, you heard it here first from Martin. <laughs> <laughs> and what I love about Deborah and Peter. But most of those dragons, let's be honest, is um, Stephen Barber's incredible. But all of that is they always say, know your numbers. Don't arrive in a pitch without knowing your numbers. Yeah. What stock have you got? What investment have you done? What is the value of your business? What percentage of your business are you looking to, to give away? What are your trading figures, expectations for years one, two, three, et cetera? And it's exactly the same for us in agency, isn't it? You know, you referred to at the top of this show about mm. comparisons in January, the first 11 days in January compared to yeah. November and October. Had you not been tracking the performance of your business, you wouldn't be able to make that correlation between the two things. So understanding okay. how many market appraisals you require to hit the target that you want, having um, 
and having a plan that you know the conversion rate that you've been converting at in 2022 and can you mm -hmm. review that listings presentation to improve your conversion rate in 2023 that's a goal for most listers i would say at this moment in time improving their conversion rate on last year which we should be able to do because stock is a lot easier to come by than it was how what is your average fee and how uh, many houses do you need on the market to sell the amount of gross sales you need plus the fall through rate that you've been achieving maybe giving a little bit extra to give you the exchanged income that you need in your back pocket they're all the sorts of things that you need to know off the top of your head and actually yeah. there's no harm in demonstrating that without pitching to your potential sellers in my opinion yeah definitely definitely and I, i've got an interesting stat just about the property market um which chris watkin has has messaged to me um a couple of days ago and it's week one in the uk property market versus week one of the uk property market 2022 so it's 2023 okay. week one versus 2022 week one and i'll pop mm -hmm. it on our show notes too basically do you think it's higher the same or lower this year this first week back this is for sales. Uh, I would say it's probably, probably, I want to say lower. Okay. I can only accept your first answer. And unfortunately, that answer is wrong. So uh, it's actually higher. Okay. So week one of 2023, oh, wow. 9,231 sales agreed. Week one of 2022, 9,161 sales agreed. Now, the oh, statistician wow. amongst us might say, actually, do you know what? That's so virtually the same. But for a market that's being talked down by the media, yeah, we've got to get messages like that out there to say, yeah, do you know what? People have tightened their belts a little bit. You do have to price to entice, but there are the, relatively the same number of sales being agreed in the first week of 2023 as there were in 2022 so thank you chris and also 20 ea for that stat. yeah i was going to and say he important. gets his stats from 20 ea doesn't he and they are a very good supply of information 20 ea i rate them very high yeah really good so that's quite an exciting stat now obviously we don't as we've talked about on previous shows we don't want to overstate the market and then find actually we've got a readjust ourselves, start price reductions, because they are very mm. prolific out there. But you have to be an agent who educates, who is professional and who values or appraises correctly against a backdrop of a myriad of information. Yeah. But also comparables. What else is on the market? What else is sold? Where do you know, what's the situation of your seller? What all of these things? Because there are some sellers who've got to agree a quicker sale than others, for instance. And that might not be because of divorce or anything like that. It might be because they bought another property. I've just come from a client who's bought another property and they, they basically exchanged on that, but they don't complete. And they've said, I really could do with selling this within three to four months. Otherwise I've got a big tax implication. So that's actually gone, do you know what? Putting that into the mix, we need to look at that. And maybe we're going to price a little bit more keenly than we would have done if it could have taken a yes. bit longer. So there's a lot of different things. It's not just you know, price it as high as possible to win that listing. It's educating professional advice to reflect the situation of the seller. Or you could take that property to auction, of course, couldn't you? But, uh, you know, I have taken a property to auction at the end of last year, and I find it quite interesting. So it was a commercial property, church, chapel, and we got 
a few viewings, yeah? We had a couple of bids. I've just gone to best and final bids now, okay? And between the 20th of December and effectively the or 7th of January when we last did the view, we did 26 viewings and I've had six offers come in on the best and finals. Now, that might be because people wanted a bit more time to consider it, but I've got the legal pack, the auction pack ready. So they there's information, upfront information available for them. But a lot of those buyers have come out after the auction. They were not interested in looking at an auction. So I, I don't know. It's, it's a shift, isn't it? Imagine if we had a home information packs, how quickly we get oh. deals through. Um, anyway, anyway, um, something, uh, two things have happened to me this week which I want to talk to you about. The first one, very interesting. I had lunch today um, in the cafe across the road from my new office. Did I tell you I've got a new office? In the cafe across the road. And here we get into the lovely two ladies behind me um, were, who were fabulously talking about the housing market in a way that would ex you would expect them to be experts in it. Um, but <laughs> One thing they did say, which I thought was refreshing, and something that um, we should be considering um, is around prices. They were talking about if high, that house prices were falling. Generally, house prices mm. were falling. Well, I don't know where they've got that those stats from because I can't see that being the case anywhere. But anyway, let's just say that um, they've read the Daily Mail and they say that prices mm. are falling um, because the Daily Mail only speaks truths. And um, they quite rightly said, they quite rightly said, one of those guys said, why are you worrying? Because if your house has dropped, then the one you're looking at buying has dropped. And mm. absolutely mm -hmm. right. In fact, actually, if house prices were to drop by 5%, those people who are looking at moving up market will be financially better off because the gap between the two will shrink. Um, so it was just refreshing to hear some people in the cafe across the road having a cup of tea and a bit of cake, talking about the housing market, which happens all the time. Do you ever think to yourself, I want to join that conversation to engage them? Or I don't know. Let us know yeah. if you do that. I could yeah. never well, do I, it, but let us know if you do. Do you, know, do you know what I'd like to say is I'd actually like to have some lunch. So I'd say well done, Martin, for having lunch. <laughs> when it comes another six months down the line and you're absolutely even more rushed off your feet, you won't be having lunch in a cafe. You'll be grabbing it in the seat of your car kind of trying to have it you'll be going i need a wee but i haven't got time to stop sweetheart you always have to have time to sharpen your axe you know i've told you the story two lumberjacks go to work each day they work nine till five each day at one o'clock one of them goes away for an hour and comes back and um always at the end of each day the two lumberjacks have chopped the same amount of wood the guy who works all the way through started to get cheesed off of this said mate where do you go at one o'clock he said, I go home and sharpen my axe. You have to find time to sharpen your axe, Grifter. That should be your evolution, resolution for 2023. Um, the other thing that was uh, of interest to me um, this week was meeting people with the whites of their eyes. I've had the opportunity, because I've been out and about more, to be seeing people face-to-face, -face, not just on market appraisals, but... Um, I've been to see my favorite conveyancer that we've been talking to. We've been able to see my favorite FIA, um, IFA, the other way around, IFA. IFA um, yeah. And actually meet these people and see the whites of their eyes, which has been brilliant because it reminded me you speak to someone on the phone, you get 50% of what you want. You speak to them over a voice, um, a video call, you might get 60% of what you want. 
But if you go and see them face to face, you're most likely to get the best outcome of the conversation that you want. And so another thing I think we should all be doing more of is getting out there now and pressing the flesh. So this is meeting your suppliers, re-establishing your relationships with those that you work closest with. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Like that. That's what I think you should do. You've had a bit of a rocky relationship with some suppliers. Maybe they should come and see you. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't at all. That's such a load of rubbish. It's just that I find that, that you are a client. Yeah, I am a client. And they don't necessarily reciprocate that in terms of what they are offering always. So that's my big bugbear. I'm not going to get on my soapbox about suppliers. Go on, um, I was trying to give you one then. No, 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 no. So, um, but the worst with suppliers recently, where they'll go, oh, I'm a friend of Katie's. That's what they've started saying now. And I just think that's really, really wrong. I've never spoken to them before. I've never met them. So my team <laughs> will, will put a call through and go, it's a friend of yours. And I'm going, really? Or if I'm answering the phone and I'm using my best telephone voice to kind of go, oh, no, Katie's not here at the minute to screen my calls. I just find it really, it's a bit disingenuous to get in to speak to you, you know. And haven't you found, so you have got a new email, yep, new yes. email address, but haven't you found that with your existing one, the number of sales spam messages that are coming across in 2023 is absolutely prolific. I mean, it is is trebled. It's utterly ridiculous. We've just... I can't believe how many people are just going, just emailing, just emailing, just, just shocking, just shocking. It just really is. And, and a major supplier who sent an email out, I think, at the end of last week, um, and they'll remain uh, nameless, uh, who unfortunately failed to hide all of the email addresses. So over 350 <laughs> email addresses were at the top Ooh. of an email correspondence that I found. They tried to recall it, but my system doesn't allow you to recall it once it's delivered. And then within 30 seconds, another one went out with undisclosed recipients on it. So well done, Alto. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. No, no, I just slipped out. Sorry. Well done for that. That's uh, that CRM supplier. Awesome. Um, GDPR alive and well. <laughs> I don't, I'm going to take it away from, um, I'm going to take it away from Alto and Paul mistakes on emails and um somebody once told me i remember I was, at, I was in a training session i said to people what in my some training sessions that i do and i've run course over and i say what do you do and most people say i make dreams happen um but one person said to me which i thought was lovely i turned slugs into snails um and it reminded me about did you hear about the racing snail that got rid of his shell he thought it would make no. him faster but actually it made him more sluggish <laughs> that, that's quite good. I thought we would have a joke about the rain and the weather. I thought we would have. Oh, I've got one of them. I've got, a, I've got, I've got a bunch of jokes about umbrellas, but most of them go over people's heads. <laughs> so Come talking on. about the rain, I know I like that. I like that. So talking about the rain, because obviously that is the title <laughs> of our show this week. If you have got a property that you're coming to the market and you need to launch it, are you going to go ahead and launch it? Yep with wet rubbishy photos or are you going to postpone your photo shoots but actually put a photo of yourself or a video of yourself with an umbrella going this is coming to the market soon but we're not quite ready to get it there yet would that make sense is that one of the tricks and tips that you're using at the moment how do you how do you deal with the bad weather just be creative i love that I love that. There has to be i'm about to say to you be creative i didn't know what you're going to say um i love that idea 
We were going to take a photo shoot today. The professional photographers all lined up. We've got everything ready to go. Tripods here. Um, but we are unable to proceed because of the rain. Um, but look at this bad boy that's coming on. Um, and it's, um, I think, it's really, really, really clever. Love that. Really like that. And actually, your seller will love that too. Or your landlord. Yeah, love it, love it. We don't actually do it so much on letting side of things, but that's something that we're going to start doing a bit more video on the lettings. So it's always, again, been a bit of a sort of, you you give it less marketing appeal, don't you? You don't feel that you need so much marketing on the lettings. And that's wrong. It should be a level play of it, playing field and you should be doing exactly the same marketing for your sales as you should do for your lettings. So that's another top tip that you heard here first. So... I think that just about wraps us up for this week, doesn't it? It's been a lovely ride this week. We are 11 days in and the market is, is holding fast. It's been good. We must remember we've got to educate, educate, educate our buyers and our sellers still. You can download our top tips, email us at Home Staging. We've got the answers and you heard it here first. How do you find your local home stager, Martin? Go on the HSA website, Homestaging Association website, top tip, go do it, one job to do this week. Go and talk to the white of your eyes of your local homestager and I promise you they'll make you money. Excellent. And don't forget to rate your week. We will be doing that every week at House of Property so you can see where we are in our businesses and how we're feeling. Hashtag rate don't, your week. <laughs> don't get the overwhelm. I'm sure it'll be great next week. I'll be back to making lists and using highlighters. Again, you heard it here first. So we'll be back live and bright next Thursday. House of Property, Martin and Katie, living the dream.